Welcome guys to the second podcast on this series on the Arshad Khan show. So today I have a very special guest on the show called Jared Morningstar. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Unfortunately, my side had experienced some technical difficulties and it resulted in my uh, audio being much more um coming much more how do I say this? It doesn't sound as nice. So, but this is a very interesting podcast and there's much more to come and I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. So, let's begin. Yeah, I'm from uh originally Minnesota in the United States. I live in Wisconsin, uh right next door mm-hmm. nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, so, got a mm-hmm. got an undergraduate degree in religious studies a couple of years back with uh, emphasis mm-hmm. on mostly Islamic studies, uh, secondary emphasis more on on Buddhist studies. Uh, but mm-hmm. was able to take a, a wide variety of, of of courses with that. So I'm at least mm-hmm. uh, uh, surface level familiar with with most of the major world religions. Mm-hmm. So like, um, what are you uh, currently working on now in terms of your own projects? Like, in terms of, um, I mean, I saw online you do some sort of spiritual guidance, some sort of counseling, as if I'm correct, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely a little bit. Uh, it's a, it's an open sort of project uh, mm-hmm. I have with that. Don't have any any current uh, counseling clients, but I've had a a number in the past of all sorts of different people, uh, uh, graduate students, uh, especially mm-hmm. um, kind of from all around. I I had a friend in in France who I was working mm-hmm. with. A uh, mm-hmm. number of uh, various Americans uh, across the country. So yeah, it's it's a uh, I mean, in our culture where we often in our friendships and in our in our work relationships and even families, mm-hmm. we don't get that uh, intentional time to 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 work on ourselves, to to discuss uh, some issues we might be having or just intimate things. It's it's nice to be able to to provide that kind of space for people. So, uh, yeah, I kind of agree with you. Like, I think the type of work you're doing is very um, interesting. And it's very important, actually, you know, and I actually commend you, you know, because like there's not that much people who are um, more so freelancing this wave, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it takes a lot. It really does take a lot, you know. So what would you describe yourself as then, like in terms of like um, the role that you the role that you are playing? Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of kind of all over the place. I, I think what I. And trying to do sort of the the common thread between all sorts of my my different uh, things that I I work on, whether whether more academic or a bit more uh, relationship wise, is just being able to to build really authentic connections to get people the opportunity to have some depth in in relationship, whether that be uh, when mm-hmm. tackling something there in their personal lives or uh, more uh, in terms of tackling some uh, existential intellectual uh, tasks in, in community. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I, I lead a, a, a book club uh, on, on various texts in, in philosophy and, and mm-hmm. religion. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that is a, a, a space where uh, we can, we can tackle some of these, these, great works and uh mm-hmm. but do so in a way that is is it's more personal uh than what you might get in uh mm-hmm. an academic classroom um mm-hmm. so 
we can can use that not only as a time to understand things on an intellectual level, but uh, uh, understand our our own lives and and the world we live in uh, in in a deeper sense, and and do so through through dialogue with each other um, as uh, various uh, people from from all sorts of different backgrounds with various expertise and, mm -hmm. and insights. So, yeah, that's probably one of my favorite things I'm up to nowadays. You know, you know, like, uh, I think uh, I should introduce myself as well, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's only fair on me, you know, like, you're, you're, you give me a whole, like, profile breakdown. <laughs> so I think it's only fair that you get, like, an introduction. So I'm yeah. actually born. I'm from the United Kingdom, and, um, you know, it's, uh, I was interested in your profile and what you were uh, talking about, because I, myself, am a very spiritual person. Like, I follow mm -hmm. a spiritual uh, tariqa, if you might call mm -hmm. it. You might have heard of so, you know. Uh, so when I came across your um, your profile, I was very, like, interested and intrigued, actually, you know. You had a lot of interesting, in-depth thoughts, you know, very thought-provoking words that you were saying. Um, and so um, I want to ask you about your, um, you know, your evaluation of Islam and uh, mm. your Islam and how it's affected your life. Yeah, yeah, great, great question. Uh, may I ask, uh, what what tariqa are you connected to? I'm connected to, um, you could say a few, but I mainly focus around the Tijani Shadili, if you will. Mm, yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, um, there's not many Sufis in my immediate area here in mm -hmm. in Wisconsin, but I am connected to uh, uh, a Naqshbandi family uh, not far away. Um, oh, wow. Uh, they're yeah really wonderful people um i think there's a really big hub of of Naqshbandis over in in michigan uh a couple states over um, ah so. yes 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 correct i mean they're also from cyprus if i if i'm correct you know the chef nazim yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah i i am very well aware of that family you know um in michigan um i knew them like quite a while back but i kind of like branched out from them you know so yeah sure. sorry sorry for interrupting you no no yeah yeah so i mean i i'm i'm somewhat connected on on a on a personal mm -hmm. level to to some of these traditions um but uh yeah i don't know it's interesting uh i i studied religion uh academically in in college certainly um my <laughs> my own professor for islamic studies was uh a student of uh, Sayyid Hussein Nasser. Um, so I kind of have that, um, that traditional uh, lineage that uh, has really informed a lot of my, mm -hmm. my thinking on, on some of these things um, and was what really initially got me uh, sort of deeply personally invested in, in this mm -hmm. uh, sort of study, but uh, something that's also more than just academic study and, and has some, some real real presence for, for our, our lives, uh, spiritually, emotionally and, and such. So, um, being a sort of white American from, uh, basically culturally Christian background, I, I still have a, a unique relationship to, to some of these other traditions, uh, where it's, it, it's not mm -hmm. like I'm a, I'm an active practitioner of, of these sorts of things in, in community, um, so taking on uh, the label Sufi or, or whatnot mm -hmm. doesn't, doesn't feel quite right uh, for me uh, as someone who's mm -hmm. not uh, fully immersed in, in these sorts of things in, in the same way many people are. 
Um, but <laughs> it's certainly the case that uh, I, I feel a lot of, of closeness and, and benefit from, from those practices, the, the Sufi way of, of seeing things, the, the various uh, narratives uh, in Islamic history, the scripture, uh, yeah, all, all the practices, all, all these sorts of things are, are certainly uh, uh, things I, I see a lot of, lot of benefit and beauty in. So, so uh, when you were studying um, Islam, what particularly stood out to you amongst the other religions that you were studying about Islam? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, hmm. I think one of the one of the most interesting things uh, is not a single feature that that jumped out at me, but uh, more so how integrated uh, the Islamic religion was. So I studied all these. Other faiths, Christianity, Buddhism, mm-hmm. uh, Judaism, Taoism, and they all had certain aspects that were uh, prominent uh, within them. So you, like in Buddhism, you have a, a beautiful contemplative tradition. In Christianity, you have a wonderful narrative and, and liturgical practice, prayer. Uh, Judaism, mm-hmm. you have the, the centrality of, of scripture and the the scriptural tradition of, of understanding. And so all, all these things are, are really wonderful. Um, and what I see in Islam is, is a, a, a synthesis of all these and, and a, a bringing mm-hmm. together of all these different aspects into a, into a cohesive whole where they're really balanced uh, together in, in, in a wonderful harmony. You know, you know, that's uh, very interesting. You say that because I, I remember like, reading a very um, interesting quote where they said something like along the lines that, um, you know, like Moses brought the scripture and Jesus brought the spirituality mm-hmm. and then the prophet Muhammad upon him be peace. Uh, he combined the two, you know, yeah. and he wanted it to be a synthesis. I, I love the way you, you know, worded it as a synthesis because it really is a synthesis mm-hmm. when you look at the tradition, you know, right. You see, yeah, speak, speak ahead. Listen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, are the student of religion. <laughs> I, I, sh- I think I should be the student, you know, now, and you should be the teacher. <laughs> so we should. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe one day I, I still have uh, much to, to learn about these things, but it's certainly always a, uh, a wonderful opportunity to, to talk and uh, uh, share share whatever wisdom uh, we may have on, on these subjects. So. <laughs> so how long was your uh, degree in Islam? Well, religion. Yeah, I, I spent four years uh, doing that degree, uh, along with a, a completely unrelated degree in Scandinavian studies. Um, so, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Watched a few series of the you know the Viking uh-huh. season. You know, so you kind of like you know sparked a uh, interest of mine when you said Scandinavian studies. Oh, wonderful! Sounds very exotic, actually. You know, yeah, you know, okay. Talk about Scandinavian studies, and I think you mentioned it actually. Why Scandinavian studies? That's a that's a good question, and my answer is uh, pretty lame actually. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, when I was uh, when I was a lot younger than I am now, probably like a decade ago, uh, I I was on the internet as a kid, and I, I was coming across all sorts of different music and and stuff, and I I found uh, this artist, Bass Hunter, who was really popular online at the time, and he's this sort of Swedish techno artist, and he had mm-hmm. songs in English, but even even a lot of his Swedish songs were were really popular, and I kind of latched onto that music, thought it was cool, um, and uh, 
from there, mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted to know what, what some of these songs meant. So I, I did, did a little Google translating and stuff. And uh, uh, I was kind of hooked. And then I'm like, well, I should maybe look at some other Swedish music. So I found all sorts of mm-hmm. different uh, Swedish bands that I ended up really enjoying. And uh, from there, I started just uh, studying the language on my own uh, a bit and learning a little about the culture. And uh, then uh, when I went to college, I, I chose a college where I could could study uh, in depth uh, in university. And so, yeah, I uh, uh, came in knowing I, I wanted to study some Swedish. And I, I, I did that for, for four years as well. Got to spend a little time abroad one summer. And uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. wonderful. You know, and, and based on, if you ever listening to this, he's just like, damn, like, wow. Like, like, like my songs inspired someone to take a degree. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's interesting how our stories happen like that, huh? <laughs> exactly. You know, people, you know, life is mysterious, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And wow, something which I shall never forget. Someone did a degree because of Bass Hunter. This, right. <laughs> this, take it with <laughs> you know, so, so going back to um, the whole idea of uh, your studies of Islam in particular, you know, I mean, I, I mean, what what was your conclusion when you came to your end of studies uh, on your degree in Islam? Mm-hmm. What what would if you could if you could summarize your experience in a paragraph or even in a few words, what would you actually say? Well, I mean, even though I I, I came out with uh, a lot of knowledge, uh, my my main takeaway was, wow, I still have so much to learn. So I've I've really continued to to try and uh, 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 get some additional learning uh, more independently in the past few years since I've I've been out of school, and I'd love to continue some some formal education in this field as it's it's just fascinating to me. Um, and so it's been like six years now that I've been pretty pretty invested in in this subject and it's it's really only been in the past uh maybe a year or so that i've really finally come to a place where i i I feel like i can understand the tradition from the inside uh, to some degree even uh because it's just so so vast um but yeah i think uh a, a big thing that i'm focused on now and uh what i got into a bit uh towards the end of my uh formal degree is just uh some of the interactions and relationships and understandings between uh, Islam and the West, uh, which is not mm-hmm. great categories to to use necessarily, um, but uh, it's it's uh, definitely interesting seeing how uh, Islam is understood or misunderstood in uh, all across North America and Europe and some of the historical roots of that, um, as well as uh, some of the times when there was understanding in in various ways or inspiration uh, flowing between uh, these two civilizations. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I'm really interested in, in uncovering some of those uh, historical moments uh, where things were uh, mutually inspired or there was some kind of interesting interaction, um, but then also just to uh, uh, being a part of something nowadays that that promotes that kind of engagement uh, across these mm-hmm. lines, because I mean, these are again, it's it's bad categories, but uh, uh, there's such a common lineage between Islamic civilization intellectually and what we call the West, um, 
And so mm-hmm. seeing this as not uh, not something so adversarial uh, makes for something really worthwhile in terms of uh, what we can understand about each other and, and through that, what we can understand about ourselves. You know, you know, um, Jared, like, I, 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 am I firstly pronouncing your name correctly? Yep. Jared. <laughs> I don't, mm-hmm. Jared, Jared, sorry. I, I don't want to, like, do a whole podcast and at the end be like, oh, my God, I didn't pronounce his name. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting when you talk about Islam and the West because there is a common lineage between the two, actually, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, Islam has been in, you know, you could say in Spain for more so than 800 years, you know. It's actually... It actually took its money. You know, I would say so in my own opinion. The Islam has a very unique way of manifesting itself in different areas. So if yeah. you go to India, Pakistan, you see a very, you know, subcontinent form of Islam. Mm-hmm. If you go to uh, the Middle East, you see a different form of Islam. And if you go to uh, the West, like Spain, um, and even more so now, Britain, USA, and all these Western countries, Islam is molding and manifesting itself. In a way, it seems that the religion has a great level of flexibility in its ability to... Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, like you find, you find with the, um, you could say like even with the Christian, you know, the Christian t- tradition in itself, like it never really got that sense of flexibility. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know if you feel the same way. Like in order for Christianity to um, transition to the West, it had to be mixed with a form of um, Greco-Romanian um, form of heritage, if I'm correct, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, would you agree so? Yeah, it's interesting. Certainly with, uh, I mean, the Roman Catholic Church, uh, you, you certainly have that, uh, that sort of aesthetic and sensibility that was, that was taken up into the, the Christianity that, that developed uh, into what it is today and what it was uh, uh in previous periods as well. Um, in terms of Eastern Christianity, it's a bit of a, a different situation. Um, whether flexibility is quite the, the word to, to use is uh, debatable, but I mean, you certainly have uh, various ethnic forms of Eastern Orthodoxy in, in different lands, the Greek Orthodox Church, the, the Russian Orthodox Church, uh, and, and so on. And you do have uh, different sort of aesthetics and and some different sensibilities um, within these various denominations, despite uh, their, their common lineage. But it is a more formalized uh, sort of uh, diversification, whereas where in Eastern Orthodoxy there's literally the the Greek Church, um, and so it's it's an institution that has taken this particular cultural form and uh, has determinate modes of expression. Where in Islam and Islamic history, I feel it's, it's a much more organic and fluid sort of uh, enculturation where uh, in, in your various Islamic lands, you are still getting the same Islam uh, in, in its core central tenets and uh, in its uh, modes of, of practice and, and uh, understanding. But uh, uh, you you have various regional uh, practices, different aesthetics, and it's it it feels much more like a, a bottom up uh, process where uh, various peoples have have different cultural sensibilities that shape their their religious moods, um, and uh, 
that uh, is able to be accommodated within the, the broad Islamic framework. And I think you see that really clearly with uh, the, the various Sufi practices around the world where there's all sorts of variety, um, but you can see that these are all similar kinds of, of, of worship uh, in, the, in the same uh, general ethos of it. It just takes a, a different form depending on the, the culture of the particular people. So where would you see now, like, I mean, let's take this home, you know, and let's take the idea concept of Islam home right now. I mean, where would you see Islam developing in the West? Like, what mm-hmm. do you see in your predictions of your study mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. Islam will come to mind? Because, I mean, to me, it seems now, you know, that there is a um, emulsion of many fragments of different forms yeah. of Islam in the West. You know, you have the Salafi Wahhabi tradition, yeah, yeah. which is very very you know strict mm-hmm. then you have these you know, post-modern Sufi traditions and then you also have these very conservative Sufi traditions you know mm-hmm. so it seems to be very fragmented in the West what would you seem to see happen in right. the West and as to why do why why are we seeing this fragment frag, fragmentation you know mm-hmm. like I said mm-hmm. like in Pakistan and India like there is a sense of diversity but it's very like understandable the diversity yeah. It's not too uh, polar, if, if, if I'm correct in my words. So what are your thoughts regarding um, how Islam will move in the West alongside the idea as to why we are in the situation we are now? Sure. Yeah, I can I can tackle this question and then I'll have to jump off for the for the day. But we can we can definitely uh, continue or uh, uh, sure. uh, just a, a discussion of next Saturday uh, with. Sure, uh, perfect. But yeah, it is an interesting moment uh, we're living in here. Um, and whether it's exciting or, or terrifying uh, <laughs> depends mm-hmm. on your particular uh, uh, position in, in some of this stuff. But uh, yeah, what's, what's really interesting to me is uh, uh, how some, some of these things are, are, are developing, as you say. Um, because in, in America, especially, it's, it's such a strange history of... Uh, I mean, Islam was was very marginalized at at all points, and uh, was was a really small demographic for a lot of American history. Though that's that's changed, and then you also have this whole like nation of Islam uh, uh, <laughs> thing that that existed in the 20th century that was uh, very far removed from any kind of uh, normative Sunni Islam that, that we would recognize, but. Uh, so it's it's a strange kind of mix of of where the the history's been, but uh, nowadays with uh, places like uh, Zaytuna College out in California, it really seems like there is starting to be some real uh, American institutions of Islam that really represent a a traditional perspective and and are are able to sort of diffuse out into the the culture um but you're you're definitely right that there's there's so many different uh uh perspectives um in all of this and i think mm-hmm. one of the the features of our our kind of present condition with the the technologies we have and such uh that allow us to talk right now is uh i mean there's just so much information out there um mm-hmm. and so it 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 can be hard to uh, get yourself really niched into a, a particular uh, understanding unless you are very conscious that that's what you want to do. And so there's some positives and, 
and negatives with that. Um, so, I mean, one is that uh, it can be good for breaking down some some previous uh, uh, strong sectarian divides. Where uh, I mean, if you go on some some Reddit forum about uh, Islam or something, mm -hmm. you, could, you could find all sorts of different perspectives, and people are just just saying these perspectives. They're not uh, necessarily being like, "Oh, well, the 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 twelve or Shi'i view is yada yada yada." Um, they they just uh, are are able to to put their ideas into this conversation, and so, but that can that can be difficult uh, as well um, in that. Uh, it, it can be confusing not knowing exactly uh, what to believe or who to get information from. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think one of the, the, the biggest things right now is just uh, uh, figuring out uh, what religious authority looks like in the 20th century or 21st century. Um, where, where can you find authentic learning? Uh, as a as a student of Islam, uh, maybe you don't have much access to a to a local mosque uh, as you're like a, a second generation immigrant living in in a, an American suburb. Um, so you just have sort of your family and uh, uh, whatever connections your family may have that are that are close. Um, so that can be hard to to learn really authentic religion in that situation um and so i mean people mm -hmm. obviously turn to the internet uh, if they're interested but uh i, I mean, think yes yeah, speak sorry speak yeah yes. yeah yeah it, it's it's there's all sorts of websites around for uh that talk about legal subjects and and theology and and such and people will go on these websites and they'll, they'll read something and they'll either accept it or reject it but i mean uh whether there was actual religious authority behind what was written online, that's, that's hard to say. Um, so figuring out how to actually understand authority and know where to, to find good teaching is, is a, is a big issue right now, I think. You know, um, I agree with you totally, Jared. And I, I think one of the main issues we are facing, especially in the West is a, um, identity crisis, you know, yeah, and yeah. and it seems so. You know, it's most of a lot of Muslims are facing that as well. I mean, yeah. if you are taking Muslims who are from the eastern, you know, side of the world, mm -hmm. and in the western side of the world, and then programming them to have this very liberal and very skeptical mind, you know, it causes a great identity crisis. And I think that's mm -hmm. one of the reasons as to why people are drifting, you know, from you know, you know, a sect to another sect. Right. Or, um, drifting from an ideology to another ideology because they don't know who they are themselves um, and what they seem to register well with themselves. I mean, that's what mm -hmm. I'm, I've observed from my own analysis, you know, and I agree yeah. with you completely, you know, there is a lack of authority um, in the West in terms of Islamic studies or Islamic authority of all, overall. But then, I mean, when you get to the core of Islam, I mean, Islam is really a religion about lack of authority. You know, it's more so mm. a very um, direct relation with God, you know. Mm. Mm. It, it mm. seems so. So you have that dichotomy present, you know, where, you know, people need a spiritual yeah. authority. But also the religion proposes that you don't need a spiritual authority. Right, right. Yeah, it's interesting.
So if you like this podcast and you know exactly what to do, subscribe, like for more and send it to your friend. Sharing is caring, right? <laughs>